If you're an impact investor and believe in the power of patient capital to change lives, build communities, and create a more inclusive economy, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the best podcast, short for Black Entrepreneurs Survive and Thrive, where we share the impact of patient capital when combined with the grit, resilience, and determination of Black entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, founder and CEO of Ironbound Boxing and Ironbound Media, both based in Newark, New Jersey, where I have a passion for all things social impact, economic development, and community empowerment. On this episode of The Best Podcast, I'm joined by Shannon Lazar, North New Jersey's regional manager for M&T Bank. A career banker with over 18 years of experience, Shannon knows firsthand the challenges of getting patient capital into the hands of Black entrepreneurs. On the show, she discusses how MNT supports Black business owners, why they're excited to be part of this best initiative, and shares her perspective on how the banking system can help more Black entrepreneurs survive and thrive. Before you hear from Shannon and I, make sure you subscribe to the Best Podcast newsletter at the link in the show notes. I'd also greatly appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. We appreciate you for tuning in with us today and hope you enjoy the following episode. Shannon, welcome to the best podcast. What's going on? Nothing. Thanks so much for having me today. For our listeners, y'all can't see Shannon is all bright eyed and she's excited to uh, be on this platform. And, uh, you know, for those of us at best, we just want to say thank you so much uh, for supporting this initiative, uh, getting patient capital to uh, black entrepreneurs here within the state of New Jersey. Thank you so much. I couldn't be more proud to be part of it. So I think we should probably start off by going ahead and just having you introduce yourself to our listeners. And then I would love for you to expand upon, you know, what made M&T step up and want to be a part of this program? So again, my name is Shannon Lazar. I've been with, in banking for over 18 years. I'm currently the um, North New Jersey Regional Manager for Business Banking at M&T Bank. And I'm super proud of the uh, opportunity to get to work with Rutgers and the best uh, fund on this initiative. Uh, you know, at M&T and even personally, we care so much about giving back to the community and really making sure that you know, we provide capital and education to the um, to everyone living in our communities. So um, again, with this with this opportunity, it was a it was a great way to be able to give back, to help educate folks, and to also be able to provide some coaching and consulting as well. Yeah, you know, one of the the reasons we want to do the best fund is a lot of times when people talk about access to capital, you know, there's a lot of attention given to the tech startup ecosystem, which is great. But as you and I both know, you know, small business is the heart of America. And a lot of the entrepreneurs that we're serving here at Best fall into that kind of small business category to where, you know, those bank loans are going to be a, a big key to their success. No, absolutely. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, with M&T, we're number one SBA lenders in most of our markets. And, you know, what we were finding, even um, through going through working with some of these entrepreneurs is, you know, a few of them applied for the grant. And quite frankly, a couple of them we feel like would be great bankable customers at this point. So the whole goal is to, hey, you know, we have these funds available to help the customers, but there's also additional ways to get funding and capital into their hands. Um, And so we're really trying to put our heads together and come up with ways that, hey, you know, ultimately, how do we get you the financing you need at a conventional bank, right? And maybe you can't get that today. So we come in and we're able to give you those grants to help you grow and get to that point. But in addition to giving you those grants, 
we're able to get to learn about you as a business owner. You know, what makes you tick? Why did you get involved in this company? And uh, what we're finding is so many really energetic entrepreneurs and who care about the mission, they're high energy, high impact in their communities. Um, and we're helping them kind of, you know, build a business plan, maybe look at projections and get to that next level. Um, and one of the things I'm pretty proud of right now is, you know, we had um, four business owners um, kind of pitched to the panel for funding. And of the four, there's two of them that we're actually working with to try to see if we can put uh, conventional financing into their hands right now and bring them a full banking relationship. And then that opens up those grants to be able to be given to others. Um, you know, so it's again, it's just a really great initiative to be a part of and trying to structure different ways to help these business owners. So Shannon, in line with that, I would love for you to expand upon, you know, some of the resilience you've seen, you know, from black entrepreneurs, black small business owners that you all are serving at M&T over the course of the last, you know, 18 months. Because for all the, the guests we've had on this show, you know, a lot of them have been the entrepreneurs and I, we've been asking them, hey, what does resilience mean to you? And so as someone who serves this community, I would love to learn your insight about, you know, what you've seen at the ground level. I mean, resilience to me, I, I've seen business owners that, um, you know, just roll up their sleeves. They, they, they jump right in. I mean, they're, they're out in their communities. It's pretty interesting that even though they're trying to run businesses, they were affected during a pandemic. They still, a lot of them care so much about their communities that it's, they're pivoting to figure out different ways to not only, you know, generate maybe revenue in a different way, but still help their communities. Um, you know, an example would be um, one of the companies we know that's a, a brewery went and pivoted and was helping make sanitizer. You know, there's just different things, um, you know, that that, that uh, entrepreneurs have done. I know um, one of the uh, entrepreneurs we spoke to that's working with children, you know, is also trying to like, you know, their revenues were down significantly, but no matter what that income was, still a margin of their you know, revenues and profit, we're going to giving back to the community as far as, you know, helping children maybe in Patterson uh, get computers and things like that. So, you know, help them get technology. You're, you're seeing, you're seeing business owners that are not only passionate about themselves and where they are today and their businesses, but they're passionate about their communities. And that always makes me smile because you can tell that it's not just about them opening a restaurant, right? Or opening a food truck. It's about servicing the community that they serve and the joy that they get out of doing that. And that's where, you know, we get joy, right? Helping them to be able to do that. Helping someone go from their first food truck to their first retail location. Um, it's just, it's things like that, you know, that, that truly is why we do what we do. And, you know, seeing business owners thrive is, is huge. And resiliency is the word, right? That pivot... Uh, these last few months have just been, uh, you know, we've seen insane types of things across all different types of industries, you know, and a lot of people, um, you know, uh, sad, you know, have lost a lot, um, you know, so to hear of business owners that are still trying to, you know, recover and do well, but still put a community impact piece into that is huge. How have you all managed to stay resilient during this time? Obviously, a lot of attention was getting brought onto the banking system with the PPP loans and the EIDL loans and everything. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, you only can give out so many loans and stuff. So how have you all managed to stay um, resilient during this process on the banking side? Yeah, I mean, I would just say uh, lots of coffee. No, uh, we um, in all seriousness, though, um, during PPP, 
you know, our, our bank, M&T took a really um, uh, great approach to it. You know, we took a step back and made sure that we implemented a, an online portal that was very user-friendly, that our customers would be able to use, and then took the time to train our staff on how to use it and help our customers. And I have never been more proud to work anywhere and to be working in banking. Um, Some may say like being a banker is not the most glorious thing. I mean, I always thought it was because you're helping people grow, you're helping people accomplish their dreams. Um, but during PPP, I can honestly say I have never felt more proud to do what I do. I mean, we were on the phone with clients at 11 p.m. midnight. I was making coffee at 1 a.m., talking to my team, um, talking to clients. Hey, you need to sign this. Help me do this. Oh, yeah. It was just one of those things that you, you felt like you like those businesses were your own. Right. And that like you had that it was it was like on us to make sure that they got those funds like that. You know, so we got to work hand in hand with them. Um, it, it was just an amazing experience to work with business owners in that capacity. And I can tell you the relationships that were built because of it or strengthened because of it are amazing. Um, you know, like I said, you really got to hear, you know, how people were suffering and how you could help them. So it was, again, just one of, I think like, while it was one of like the craziest things that we've ever gone through, um, is one of the best things. And a lot of it was a testament to the team and the culture that we have here at MNT. Um, this was a team that just worked so hard together to help our customers. There was a lot of stuff that was coming out about black small businesses having trouble getting access to these kind of, you know, these loans and everything. Maybe they didn't have their paperwork that was tight. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, I know you said you're immersed in the community and you're up with people on the phone, but really let our listeners understand, again, the challenges a lot of these small businesses face and what we're doing to increase their capacity? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is, is you really need to make sure that you're working with somebody that really wants to work with you and help you. Um, you know, having a dedicated business banker or, you know, bank professional that will work with you and help you as far as like, you know, like you said, paperwork, right? Um, we heard a lot of stories of uh, people not getting help as far as, you know, what paperwork was needed, what systems were needed. Um, again, I I don't want to really speak to other banks. What I can tell you with us, we are fortunate that we got educated very quickly um, on how to help our customers. So we helped everybody. We funded the majority of anybody that applied. Um, and again, we, we took a first in, first out approach. Like, so as soon as they applied, we picked it up and we worked with them, um, all of our customers. The one thing I would say that's super important is access to um, education and financial literacy too, right? So we do a lot on... Um, we've built programs um, on financial literacy, and we've been going out and working with anyone from like high school level um, up and working with different not-for-profits in the area to try to educate. Um, we do a lot of credit seminars, and I would encourage um, all entrepreneurs to go and get um, go to some of these seminars um, or reach out if they need help on uh, credit training. Um, because and not credit training, but it, it's really interesting if you don't, no, to your point, it's very unfortunate. If you don't know like what paperwork is needed or you know what a PL or balance sheet or what a bank's looking for, ultimately it could lead to a decline, right? Because the bank just doesn't understand exactly what you're looking for. Um, but I found if you're working with um, the right people that really want to you know work with you and help you and understand your business and take the time to get to know you and what you're trying to do and the story behind the numbers, um, then I think you're in a much better place. One of the things we've been doing with this platform is really champion patient capital. 
And, you know, patient capital is a lot different than, you know, hostile capital, right? We're trying to take your house, take your clothes and everything else. And as you're aware for small businesses, the biggest thing is maintaining healthy cash in the, in the business at any time. So obviously we're talking about low interest loans. Is that challenging for a bank to issue that? And if so, you know, how are some ways we can overcome it to get more patient capital to the entrepreneurs that need it? When you talk about low interest loans, again, you know, it, it just depends on the customer, um, how many years they're in business, things like that, as far as what drives rate um, and obviously credit score. Now, what I would say, again, like, you know, you can work with SBA and, uh, you know, with patient capital, if you're talking about, I just want to make sure I understand, like, are you talking about traditional bank financing or you're talking more about the um, the capital, like patient, like capital, um, like, like third party type of lenders more so? Is that what you're referring to? I think more so more so a combination, you know, a lot of times some businesses, they just need to be able to pay back the loan, you know, adding on any interest or anything like that makes it extremely uh, difficult for a lot of them. But obviously, you know, as we start to roll out this best fund, we're really just trying to, you know, champion that, Hey, a lot of these entrepreneurs, they can pay back these loans. You know, if we just, if they just have a little bit of patient capital to get to the next level. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes back to just being able to work with a banker that truly understands your needs and where you're at. Right. I mean, I've seen I've actually told somebody who came to me for an SBA loan because we're an SBA lender as well. You know, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to put all of our life savings into this and we're going to move forward with this business opportunity. And I asked straight up, like, why would you do this? <laughs> Like it didn't make sense and it didn't foot. And I just said to him, why don't you go back and really think about your business models as something that you really truly believe in and want to do? Because, you know, when I started asking questions, it was around, oh, I want to do it because I heard this over coffee. Somebody said they did it and they were successful. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe is that something you're passionate about? And there was no passion there. So, you know, could we have just put a loan on the books? And again, it would have been a high interest rate. It, it didn't make sense. But again, you, you talk to the customer and I would never tell a client not to move forward with something. But by having that dialogue, the customer came back and, and said, hey, no, you know what? This is where I'm really passionate about. We said, great. Well, why don't we work on, you know, business plan with that? And, you know, we helped them, like, work with some of the folks over at SCORE and stayed in contact with them. And ultimately, you know, they're working on doing something different and we're working with them to help them. Um, so, again, I think it's understanding exactly what a customer needs and wants. You have other situations where... Um, I just want to get the word out there and tell people like, you know, talk to your bankers, like, let us help you. Uh, I don't know if there's a disconnect there or how we can help bridge that gap. That's why this program to me was so important. It's not just about putting the funding in these interpreters hands. It's about getting the word out that, Hey, bankers, we want to help. Right. So we want to get to know you. Don't be afraid to come in and, and tell us everything. Tell us the whole story. Let us tell you what we can do for you. Cause oftentimes you leave, you leads to third-party lenders with maybe a bank, an actual, a traditional bank could help you, um, you know, and that's kind of what we're seeing here a little bit of, um, is that, you know, there was, um, there's one um, business that we're working on now that I, I kind of, I'm scratching my head as to why there was a, a high interest rate third party when this to me looks like someone that we would bend over backwards to help, and we are bending over backwards to help try to get some bank funding, which will lower their interest rate and get them the funds that they need. 
So absolutely. So one of the things it sounds like is, you know, you need a combination. You need an educational pipeline, you know, to position them for success. And then we also need access to the capital that they can leverage because, you know, one of the things that we're seeing on our side of the house is there's a lot of mentorship programs out there. There's a lot of educational programs. But as we all know, businesses uh, need money to to grow and be sustainable. And so a combination of both, which we're able to do here at best is really the key. Now, one of the things I would love for you to expand upon is as you've kind of looked at the entrepreneurs uh, that we've sent to you thus far, can you talk, uh, talk to us about like some of the criteria that you're looking for that make uh, strong cases for uh, these type of loans? Yeah. So, you know, being the first thing was, you know, when we we met with um, some of the some of the uh, entrepreneurs was, you know, is there? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. The first thing that we were kind of talking there's one like, do you are you passionate about your business? I mean, that's number one, right? Can you walk us through what you do? Um, what transpired during the pandemic? Did you pivot? Did you pivot at all? Or maybe you know you did well because of the pandemic. Um, and then kind of walk us through, you know, your financials, you know, and, and when I say financials, like, you know, how did you do from a revenue standpoint, you want to make sure that the business owner understands, you know, their business inside and out, right? Um, where if they lost revenue, why did you lose revenue? And what are you going to do to implement it? You know, and then we're looking at sources and uses, right? So if they ask for $30,000, for example, in funds, you know, what is that going towards? And, it, you know, it, we've had in some cases, some said, oh, just some marketing. But then we've had others that, well, I want to hire um, a new, for example, a new part-time office manager, for example, or I want to do this and I need to do this. I want to expand into a new territory. So I always love to hear somebody that really has specifics behind why they need the funds. Um, and then also sometimes you hear like, you know, what I really need over the next few years is X, but what I need today to get there is this. And I love those scenarios because then it's like, all right, let's not plug and play, but let's do that, right? Let's see if you were to get 25,000 say today, you hired this person, how many more, you know, how much more revenue could you get from this? And, you know, and how can we help, right? And, and that's kind of like what I love, like, and, and through this, you know, it's already come out that, hey, you know, that there might be an opportunity to refinance something and, you know, to give, give a lower rate and give a line of credit for working capital because you don't necessarily need, you know, a term loan for this. Or um, maybe we use best funds to help get somebody to a point where we know that, hey, you know what, if we could just give them this little help. And they, are, they say they're going to do this and we do that, then guess what? We can come together next year and we can provide them with bank financing. Those funds can go back into a pool to help other black entrepreneurs. And now we have a good banking relationship with a low rate. So it's, it's kind of one of those where it's like a circle kind of effects that we're hoping to see. Um, and already I have to say, like the candidates that we met were all amazing, um, really passionate, um, just wonderful people that, you know, give back to the community, um, different industries across the board. Um, if I had funds to help all of them, I would. Um, and I, I really do believe that through this multi-pronged approach that we're using, we're going to be able to help them all. It's just a matter of, will one of them end up with a full banking relationship that includes, you know, a line of credit and this and that today. And then maybe these three get a grant and this other company maybe gets funds from, um, Jersey Capital, 
for now and then we take them out later. It's a really cool, unique kind of uh, relationship that we're building here to try to really see how we can come together and help. So yeah, let's expand upon that. One of the things that we're doing is this is a collaborative program. So you've got NJ Best, you've got M&T Bank, right? We've got consultants and all that kind of stuff. Can you talk about the importance of having such a collaboration and how we're able to leverage these kind of partnerships to serve the entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, it's huge to have a collaboration. Um, by doing that, like I said, you, you get people in a room who have seen all types of different financials, um, all types of different businesses in different stages across different industries. So we all have expertise. We all have a passion um, about helping black entrepreneurs thrive. So it's one of those things where we're kind of putting, a, I want to say like a paper to pen, you know, and, and, or pen to paper and trying to kind of figure out, you know, what's the best structure, what's the best way that we could go about helping them, right? Like we have three different vehicles we're kind of looking at it, right? You have like your community capital funds, you've got best funds and you've got M&T, right? Um, and for and any bank for that matter, because just so that, you know, I mean, and, and we've been very open and honest about this. Listen, if you've got a great relationship with TD, then grab your TD banker and this is something that they should be able to help you with and, you know, things like that. But what I would say is, you know, um, we've been working with these different groups because you can say, hey, you know, this would be a good fit for community capital. It might not be a good fit at M&T for this at this moment. And this is why. Um, or, hey, you know what? Let's go with let's see. Give us a shot at this first, because I think that this 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 customer might be bankable today. So why don't we give them let's try to see what we can do for them on our end, because we'll be the ones that can give them the best rate, the lowest uh you know, the lowest rate with the best terms um, and structure-wise, a full banking relationship. And that's really what these um, customers would want. Um, but then again, it's great to be able to go to community capital and say, hey, we could get them financing here or use best funds. You know, but the whole goal is really like to sit down with each other and kind of look through and say, okay, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. Like, what are your thoughts? And we did that also. We debriefed with every, after every entrepreneur kind of spoke. Um, and it was really cool to see everybody's feedback around sources and uses around, you know, um, how passionate a customer may or may not have been around, you know, their business or their product. Um, and it was interesting again, to see that and to kind of look at each other and say, okay, this is, this is kind of the path that we're going to roll down and see how we can help. So what it sounds like at the community level is what you really need is you need the community lenders working in collaboration with the traditional banking systems and then any impact investors or anybody else who wants to come in to a local ecosystem, they need to be in discussions together. That way stuff is not overlapping. You know, people have an opportunity to really work together to support the entrepreneurs uh, where they're needed, where they need that support the most. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. And, you know, and in this mix also is the SBA folks as well. So it's like, we have a, a panel, again, of people, a collaboration amongst the community to go out and help our community. Uh, and I feel like that's what we're doing here. So it's a really, it's a good feeling. And I feel like there are so many different prongs and ways that we can help uh, each and every one of these entrepreneurs. We're just all kind of trying to now get together and figure out like what's the best way to help, you know, this, this, this business, what's the best way to help this business and the quickest way to get them what they need, you know? Absolutely. And so one thing I would love you to kind of close us out with is, you know, we have lenders, bankers, you know, impact investors tuning in from all over the country, all over the world. What advice would you like to leave them with 
as they approach getting more patient capital to black entrepreneurs and other marginalized groups in their local communities? Yeah, I think plain and simple work with, you know, work with the community members, you know, the, collaborate with everyone and really be passionate about helping. You need to be passionate about those that you're trying to help in the community. Um, I can tell you here that this, there's a, a need to help educate and get capital into the hands of black owned businesses. And we said we were going to do it and now we're doing it. Like, you know, you got to say, do what you say you're going to do. You know, and that's something that I'm really proud to be a part of. Um, and again, I think just collaborate with anyone that you can in the community, as far as uh, SBA folks, different um, communities like Rutgers. We wouldn't have even, you know, NJ Best, but I don't know if we would have been a part of it if we weren't so in tune with the SBA and with Rutgers and the uh, Center for Urban and Black Entrepreneurship. You know, again, it's just a, um, it's an honor to be a part of it. Um, and, and I would just say to continue to be a part of your community and listen. When you listen and try to hear, you know, look for ways to help your community. By listening, we understood that there was a gap and a need to help. And uh, we were able to collaborate and step in and help. Absolutely. And so, Shannon, for our listeners, how can we support MT Bank? You know, where can people go to to learn more about your efforts here in the local community? I would definitely say to go to our website at www.mtb.com. Um, and we have branches from Buffalo, New York, all the way down to D.C. and the Virginia area. Well, Shannon, it's been a pleasure having you here. You're a wealth of knowledge. The, the entrepreneurs in the state of New Jersey are lucky to have you. And uh, on behalf of, of NJ Best, we couldn't be more proud to have M&T Bank as a, as a sponsor for this uh, amazing fund. Because as you're aware, you know, the, uh, the pandemic has hurt a lot of small businesses, particularly Black-owned small businesses, and we can't do it alone. And so uh, it's just a real honor to have you all supporting this initiative. Thank you so much. I'm truly honored to be a part of it. And for our listeners, do us a favor and make sure you subscribe to Black Entrepreneurs Survive and Thrive on Substack, our newsletter for the series at the link in the show notes. You can also listen on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today. And we greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this podcast with someone in your network who you feel can benefit from hearing these inspiring and uplifting stories. To learn more about the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development, visit www.business.ruckers.edu slash cued. That's C-U-E-E-D. We'll be sure to include the link in the show notes as well. Until next time, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.